Mindfulness Mode 114. Photography is a great way to be mindful. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Would you like to learn more ways to become relaxed, to reduce stress, let go of overwhelm? Sign up for the free Relax and Breathe Summit. I'm honored to be a speaker along with more than 20 other experts. Get free bonuses too. Sign up at relaxandbreathesummit.com forward slash Bruce Langford or click on the link in our show notes. You're listening to Mindfulness Weekends with Bruce Langford and today is Canada Day. Today is Friday, July 1st. Canada Day, always an exciting day for me and my family. And I know if you're listening from another country, you probably have a day that's significant for you. I know July 4th, if you're in the U.S., coming right up on Monday, it's usually a really exciting day of celebration, I think, for most of my American friends. Today, we're going to talk about celebrations and mindfulness. I recently interviewed Stephen Shalowitz for my show. It was a great interview, and you can listen to the episode if you would like. I strongly encourage you. It's episode 112 on Mindfulness Mode. He's a world traveler. He's a very interesting and mindful person, and he has his own podcast called The One-Way Ticket Show. And as we were talking about his podcast, he said to me, Bruce, would you come up with a destination for my show? And how his show works is that you think of a destination where you would love to go and never come back. So it's kind of like your ideal imaginary place. Now, it could be a place in time. It can be a physical place. It can be a place that you go back or forward in history Things like that. It's just a really fun and interesting thing to do to be creative. And I thought about it and I thought, you know what? I'd love to go back to Expo 67 in Montreal. And I would love to be playing the piano on a deck of a yacht that was harbored right there by the U.S. Pavilion because that was one of the most exciting pavilions, I think. It was a geodesic dome, and it was, I don't know, I think when you thought of Expo 67, that image was always in your mind. But we traveled to Expo 67 as a family because my dad loved to travel. He loved to go interesting places, and Much of it was just touring the country, like going to the West Coast, which we did, going to the East Coast, we did, to Halifax. And it was just so exciting to see the mountains and to see the landscapes. And and just so much of nature was what we enjoyed, seeing the lakes and the rivers and the oceans But with Expo 67, of course, it was very different because we were going to see to see something that was about architecture and it was about people. It was about culture. 
that was very different for my family. That was something that we didn't usually do. We didn't usually go to like a lot of museums or exhibits or things like that. We didn't usually go to places where there were many, many people. So this was very different, but it was very exciting. And I knew I loved architecture. I loved structure. I loved uh, just really, I think, the creative side of all this. And so, of course, I loved music and I loved playing the piano. So that only made sense that when I talked to Stephen, you know, I would come up with this idea of playing the grand piano on the deck of a yacht. And I just thought that would be amazing because when I was a kid, I played the piano, practiced the piano, but I often would say to my parents, would you come in and listen while I practice? Or I would even say it to my brothers sometimes or my sister because I just, it was unusual, but I just thought it seemed uh, just something I didn't want to do to just sit there and practice with no audience, with nobody, nobody to hear it. I wanted somebody to hear it and to listen and to give me feedback. And so I guess that makes sense why I like doing presentations and having an audience and I like performing I like playing instruments of you know many different descriptions and that's why I wrote instrumental parts into many of my presentations I was very mindful of our nation's excitement that it was 100 years Expo 67 was 100 years of Canada it was our birthday and we were going to celebrate today I thought of five ways to be mindful during times of celebration because it can be something that really throws you off. Maybe you're a very mindful person, but then there's a celebration coming up and you kind of lose that sense of mindfulness. Well, the first way of the five is to retain your habits. You have habits that keep you mindful. And you know what they are. The habit could be a way you think of something or something you do first thing in the morning, something you do every day at noon. You know what your habits are. Try to retain as many of your habits as you can because that's going to help you to be consistent. It's going to help you to kind of feel grounded and keep your feet on the on the floor planted solidly so you've got your habits i know i have my morning ritual i have meditation i have my habits and if i'm aware of what they are and then i know okay even if it's a big celebration today i'm still going to follow through and do my habits now maybe i can't meditate quite as long as i usually do maybe i can't journal quite as much as i usually do but I make it a point to do it even if it's just that I'm I'm keeping that habit going and I'm just doing it. I'm just making a point of doing it. So that's my first point. Be aware of your habits and keep them consistent. Number two, journaling. I find that just jotting down notes, you can call it keeping a diary. You can just have a small notebook in your pocket and just jot down thoughts or ideas but I just find that journaling kind of helps me to stay on track and it helps me 
kind of keep an even keel. So if there's a big celebration, I want to just, you know, kind of jot down things if I want to, when I think of them. If I suddenly think of something, I think, oh, I might want to do this tomorrow or I might want to remember this. Then journaling is a good way to do it. Just take some time out. Take five minutes out of your time and sit down and jot down some thoughts and ideas. So think of life as a journey, which I know you probably already do. And as you do that and you're journaling, it just fits together. It dovetails. Number three, photography. I love to snap a picture of this and that, snap a picture of what I'm doing, what I'm seeing, what I'm enjoying. And it helps me to kind of think about where I am right now. So that's mindfulness. Photography is a great way to be mindful. But I think with photography, you also have to be careful because remember, mindfulness is living in the moment. And if you're all the time thinking, oh, I've got to record this, record this so I can come back later, I can see it later, I want to, okay, what would be the perfect instant? What would be the perfect moment? I think suddenly you can get away from living in the moment if you're all the time focusing on how to try to remember the moment in photography. So I think, yes, take pictures, but don't let it pull you away from being mindful being mindful and living in the moment. So then later you can come back and reflect on that excitement of the celebration that you're having, and those pictures will help you in a mindful way. Number four, sharing. Enjoy what you're doing while you're doing it. And if it's just you, absolutely fine. But if you're with someone else, make sure you enjoy sharing that moment, the excitement. Or maybe it's a moment of sadness. Maybe it's a moment of reflection and just taking the person's hand. Maybe it's your partner, your child, or maybe if it's someone else, it's appropriate to just, you know, touch them on the arm at a certain point in time. And it kind of, it's a way of communicating and you're sharing that moment right now. And that's a mindful thing to do. So I think that sharing can be a really powerful way to be mindful during celebrations, whether you're leading up to the celebration, whether you're having the celebration, or whether it's that post-celebration time and you're just kind of winding down. And all of these things are important for those three stages of your celebration. And the fifth point I want to make is about quiet time. So just whether you call it meditation, whether you call it a moment of prayer, Take some quiet time. And sometimes the trickiest time to do that is in the preparations. You're getting ready. You think, I've got this to-do list. I'm trying to accomplish everything. I need to go to the store. I need to get these things ready. Well, it's really important to have some quiet time. So do that whether you're having the celebration, whether you're getting ready for it, or in the post-celebration time. So just to go over that, number one, habit. Number two, journaling. Number three, photography. Number four, sharing. 
And number five, having quiet time. So just some thoughts today about celebration. It doesn't matter how you're celebrating. Maybe you're just celebrating something this weekend with a meal with your family. Or maybe you're just celebrating a personal milestone. And you're just sitting down and enjoying that feeling of accomplishment. And that's your form of celebration. But whatever it is, you can celebrate and be mindful. So I hope you have a wonderful, mindful weekend. Thanks for sharing today. All the best. See you on Mindfulness Mode. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.